Welcome to Crop Sense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today, we have Kelly O'Reilly, doctoral student at North Carolina State University. Good morning, Kelly. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Good morning, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me on. Like you said, my name is Kelly O'Reilly. I am originally from Long Beach, California, and I am a graduate student at North Carolina State University, co-advised by Drs. Rachel Van and Dominic Reisig. You've got two good co-advisors there for sure, friends of the podcast, and today we're going to discuss soybean seed quality. So I guess let's start off, can you give us an overview kind of of what your research is about? Of course. So my research is on soybean seed quality and how mid-season pest management can affect the quality. Growers in North Carolina have been shifting to using early maturing, early planted varieties to capitalize on some associated yield benefits. So early planted, meaning mid-May or sooner, and early maturing, meaning around maturity group four or less. Over the last few years, what we've noticed is that these varieties that are planted before mid-May and are using a maturity group less than four tend to have poorer seed quality than those soybeans that might be planted after mid-May or use a later maturing variety. This is because those early planted, early maturing varieties are reaching maturity during the hot, wet months of the summer. That climate is perfect for foliar and seed diseases that can lead to seed decay and potentially even dockage at the elevator. And that's where my research comes in. I'm trying to see if there's any sort of mid-season pesticide application, whether that be fungicide or insecticide, or even a combination of the two, that can help protect that seed quality while still earning those yield benefits. What are some of the main seed quality issues growers face in North Carolina? So some of the main seed quality issues that our growers face here in North Carolina are caused by different diseases. For example, I'm interested in purple seed stain, which is caused by Cercospora species and can lead to a splotchy or totally dark seed. Other diseases include like Bamopsis seed decay, where you get a chalky white, gray, shriveled seed, or even Fusarium seed decay, which again, you get this moldy looking seed. Not only can these diseases lead to dockage at the elevator uh, for damaged seeds, but if you're growing soybeans for actual seed, these diseases can affect uh, both germination and vigor. So can you discuss what pest issues create the biggest issues with seed quality as far as you've, you've discovered with your research? Yeah. So the biggest pest issues that I've come across in my research have been insects with those piercing, sucking mouth parts like stink bugs. Not only can stink bugs themselves cause damage by piercing both the pod and the seed, but the hole left behind by their feeding creates an opportunity for these fungal pathogens to enter the pod and cause damage themselves. Over the past few years, it seems like there's been a lot of discussion on what exactly is causing the seed quality, and I think that's kind of what your research is pointing to. Uh, and So just to clarify, it seems like injury from some kind of insect is helping promote these these seed quality issues and not just the disease themselves. Is that accurate? 
I still think there's a very large genetics by environment interaction going on. But from what I've seen in my fields, stink bugs still may be playing a role in that declining seed quality. For example, across the two years that I did the field trials with different applications of insecticide and fungicide and the combination of the two, the majority of my fields did not see any quality difference between the treated and untreated control. However, there was a field in 2021 in Edgecombe County that had reached treatment threshold for stink bugs in particular. In this field, the application of the fungicide and insecticide at both R3 and R5 protected seed quality better than the other pesticide applications and the untreated control. This is in comparison to a fungicide alone applied at R3 and R5. So something was going on with that late season application of the insecticide that was helping to protect that seed quality. So, like you said, when there is sufficient disease and insect pressure in a field, that application of fungicide and insecticide was protecting the seed quality compared to the fungicide alone. Because of this, I think my field trials really highlight the importance of scouting throughout the entire growing season. So you talked about being at threshold just then. So where does scouting come into play for limiting these seed quality issues? So in order to know when you've reached that treatment threshold, right? Like when it is appropriate to apply your pesticide, to apply your insecticide, you have to scout. What I've seen from my research trials is applying an insecticide or a fungicide just because it's time to apply doesn't really protect that seed quality compared to not applying any pesticide at all. What does make a difference is applying this pesticide when there is pressure. So how will you know that there's pressure from insects or disease in your field if you're not scouting. You know, applications can be costly, it can be expensive, and you want to make the most of it and make it count. Scouting your field allows you to do just that. Now, if we're recommending people to scout, at what point should they be scouting, and what's the frequency at, at which they should be scouting? You know, in terms of frequency, obviously the more often you can scout, the better idea you have of what's going on in your field Ideally, it would be on a week-to-week -week basis. However, I know that's not always feasible. So I would suggest as often as you are able to and staying consistent. In terms of when to start, ideally you're out there, you know, checking on your beans from when you plant to when you harvest. For insects, we want to start looking for those insects that can cause early bean damage or foliar damage around the first trifoliate emerging. For insects that can cause seed quality issues, like those stink bugs, you want to start scouting for them around R1, which is the early reproductive stage when those flowers start to bloom. And you are going to want to scout for the entire season. Stink bug populations in North Carolina usually peak around the late season when our soybeans are nice and full, and they're also one of the last green things left in fields, which makes them super attractive to those piercing-sucking insects. 
So once we get those beans up, those pods are full, at that point we don't need to just walk away from it because we can have those seed quality issues can come in and that last half of that uh, of that reproductive part. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. You don't want to plant them, see some flowers, and walk away. You want to make sure that you are keeping track of what's in your field for the entirety of your field season in order to help mitigate those seed quality issues. So have you noticed any differences in the prevalence of seed quality issues with earlier maturing varieties or indeterminate varieties versus what we consider more full season or later maturing varieties? Yeah, there's definitely a difference between the determinate and the indeterminate varieties. Again, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's both, you know, an interaction between the genetics and the environment of these indeterminate varieties. But I also think when they're planted early, they reach these important growth stages at a time that's perfect for disease development. All right. Is there anything else you think we need to talk about before we wrap this podcast up? I think it's worth mentioning that if you're interested in taking advantage of these yield benefits by using an early maturing variety and planting before mid-May, a timely harvest is critical. Over and over again, we've seen that as harvest is delayed, seed quality issues increase greatly. So between consistent scouting Application of pesticide when needed and a timely harvest, you are setting yourself up for some soybean success. Well, we certainly appreciate your time today, Kelly. Thank you so much, Jacob, for having me on. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to your local cooperative extension agent and they'll be happy to answer any questions you have. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. And as always, thanks for listening to CropSense. Because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense.